Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. In our last edition of Sound Bites, our partners from Sauce Magazine look back at the best new restaurants of 2017. This time, we project forward and look at some of the key people in the local culinary world to watch in the new year. The January edition of Sauce features six food and drink pros. It feels our standouts. Sauce Managing Editor Catherine Claney is here to introduce us to the six. Catherine? Hey, Don. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So this year, we had six young culinary professionals who we really think are going to make a mark on the dining scene uh, in the coming years. Hannah Chung from Vista Ramen, Patrick Siebold and Alec Shingle at Visia, Eric Taroni at Truffles Butchery, Evie Swoboda at Pasteria, and Brian Russo at Publico. And Evie and Brian are joining us here today. And Evie and Brian, thank you so much for being with us, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, you don't look all that excited. <laughs> oh, no, I'm always excited. <laughs> well, we're glad to hear that. Catherine, let me come back to you. Um, how did you choose the, sure. the folks that you uh, so, eyeballed? Absolutely. So we're always uh, looking for the next big thing in the kitchen, behind the bar, in you know farm fields, things like that. Every year we're always keeping our eyes out for promising people that have potential, uh, not only that cook well or make drinks well or brew beer well, but also have potential to lead and really strike out on their own and do something different. Um, so we, re, you know, around, I'd say in the fall, we start reaching out to chefs. We find out who they've worked with in recent years, who's made impressions on them in their kitchens. We do extensive background research on these people. We call former employees to see how their careers check out. We always joke, it feels like we're interviewing somebody for a job, but we're not. We're, we're doing background, that much background research. Um, we scour social Social media feeds to see, you know, what kind of cool culinary projects are you working on right now? Um, I know one of the big things that caught attracted us to Brian was he's doing all this cool stuff with bread on the side and just really exploring what he can do with with different breads and fermentations. Um, we want people who with goals who really want to grow in the St. Louis food scene, who are in, who are committed to this area and really kind of growing growing their careers and growing the culinary scene as a whole. Evie, what does this mean to you being cited like this? I mean. It's really awesome to be recognized in St. Louis when there's, you, you know, every single restaurant has so many talented chefs and um, just to be like standing right side by side with them. And it's great, you know. Brian, how about you? Yeah, it's awesome. It's cool seeing a lot of uh, young, passionate people kind of coming out and doing their own thing, seeing uh, what they like and what they want to do. Because I felt like for a while there, <clears throat> it was kind of dying off. People going to hotels and, you know, uh, country clubs and getting their money first rather than, like, in their experience and then, like, maybe doing something way cooler in the end. So it's kind of cool getting to meet that. I'm pretty ignorant with meeting people in the industry. I know, like, a small group of people, but, like, like Hannah, she knows, like, everybody. I'm on the other spectrum where, like, I'm starting to know people and getting to know the city a little bit better, especially the restaurants and the, and the folks that work there. Well, you know, we've talked about this many times before, but how collegial this business is. I mean, people do seem to know each other and, and like each other, and even though they're competitors, support each other. Yes, definitely got to be, because otherwise it's just like every man for themselves, not how a kitchen works. You know, you got to be together. And especially as, you know, the St. Louis food scene is, I feel like we definitely got to stick together. We're starting to get a lot of recognition, especially the last two James Beard Awards for St. Louis. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Sure it is. And, uh, Catherine, they they join uh, an impressive list of former 
uh, winners. Absolutely, if, if winners is the right word. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we you know it's yeah. we we sort of call them class of in, yeah, in sure, the office. Sure. So we've you know we've really had some notable ones to watch, and it's kind of fun to watch them five years down the road, really sort mm-hmm. of coming into their own. Um, for example, Adam Altnether, who was uh, part of the ones to watch class of two thousand and nine, which I think might have been the first year. Um, he's slated to open Elmwood, which is a highly anticipated uh, Maplewood restaurant with fellow niche food group alum Chris Kelling. Chris Bolliard, who was in the class of 2011, has started his own responsibly sourced butcher shop, Bolliard's Meat and Provisions. Matt Doaday, class of 2013, uh, now runs Reed's American Table, which is critically acclaimed also in Maplewood. Uh, Jesse Gilroy, class of 2015, who I think was on air with you last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Helms Pangea in St. Charles, Ashley Shelton, who was uh, one to watch last year, and uh, Evie's current boss, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Helms Pasteria and Sardella as uh, executive chef and was recognized nationally by Eater as a young gun, sort of an mm-hmm. up-and-coming, the, a national one to watch, if you will. And uh, Ari Ellis, who was also a one to watch last year, now owns The Cut inside Fortune Teller Bar. So there's a, it's really fun to watch these people that we saw a couple years ago and have been tracking their careers as they were line cooks and sous chefs and CDCs really come into their own and, and do make their own mark. It's, it's fun. And looking at the group uh, selected this year, what, what did you see? Were any dots being connected with the uh, characteristics, traits, and talents? I think that the thing that stuck out to me amongst all the ones to watch this year is they're all, first of all, they, it's, it's definitely a chef year. You know, we try to reach out to bartenders and, and things like that, but this was definitely a chef year. And I think it really speaks to the caliber of restaurants in St. Louis. Um, and the talent that these kitchens that these kitchens are incubating. One thing that that I really like is you see all these five people, and this is not a I go in it you know for prep and I do my service and I clean up and I go home. You guys are working and learning around the clock because it's interesting and it's stuff you want to do and, and practice with. So they're home and they're messing around. They're reading cookbooks on their time off. They're stodging in other kitchens. They have a genuine enthusiasm and passion for this that extends just beyond what they get paid to do. So, Evie, you never stop learning, I take it, from what I've just heard. Yeah, you never stop learning. It's kind of crazy hearing, you know, those lists of prior ones to watch that have, you know, I've worked side by side with four or five of them. And to see what they're doing now, um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm just beginning. And so, like, to be at this level and, like, still learning, it's really cool to, you know, know that there's a lot more ahead of just this and... Yeah, there's a lot more opportunities. And Brian, uh, Catherine indicated you're doing a lot of work with with bread and breads. Um, what what sorts of things are you doing? What what are you learning about breads that we didn't know before? Um, just you know, working with different local grains is one thing because everybody's so used to getting like Pillsbury or you know something from the store. So that's whole different boundary uh and working with different heritage grains, of course. Like not everything's from St. Louis. I mess with, but uh, you know, you get to learn. Uh, different uh, ways of baking it, different ways of fermenting things. Like I might not use a sourdough. I might make an apricot ferment from just like, uh, you know, the meat of the, the flesh and ferment that and use that as a leavener. Or I might try to take something else and uh, let's say make a kombucha and use that as uh Eleven, uh, and then just you know different shapes and how I go to bake it. Like at Publica, we don't have an oven, so we have a hearth. So for there, I was like taking dough, and at the end of the night when it got ash, I would you know kind of spread that out and then put the dough on there, put it, and put ash on top of that, mm-hmm. and then pull it out, and you got this gnarly looking piece of bread on the inside. It's really open and airy, kind of like loafer style, 
but it's you know it doesn't think or it doesn't look like it'd be great, but it's actually really good, really caramely tasty. Mm-hmm. So different like things like that. I, you know, obviously you should have seen books, read a lot of books to get those ideas, watch you know different people on the internet that are in different countries doing things that are like very third world, but it's, you know taking it making it modern. Uh, yeah, I could go on and on about like different things I'm doing with breads and how I'm viewing it and who I'm talking to on the internet because I'm talking to people all over you know, from Sweden to France, Italy. Uh, so I'm getting a lot of retrospect in their ideologies behind uh, what they do and kind of make my own. Well, to me, bread is bread, but I'm getting an education <laughs> just yeah. listening to you. Bread is so much <laughs> more than staff bread. Of life. <laughs> I feel like any any food you can get just completely nerd out on, yeah. on when oh, you yeah. really get into the nitty gritty details of it. I mean, pot, pizza is crust sauce topping yeah. until you really get <laughs> yeah, into pizza's it. Pizza's not just pizza. <laughs> yeah, there's there some people so I know that judge things. that pretty hard. Exactly. <laughs> That's their life. Exactly. And there's plenty to judge in St. Louis. Yeah. Every time exactly. we get together, we're, talk, we're talking pizza. Pizza or beer, Don, every time. Oh, that too, two of my favorite <laughs> subjects, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. um, are the backgrounds of the folks in this year's class, uh, Catherine, are, are they pretty similar or are they very diverse? I think they're pretty diverse. I yeah. mean, we have, when you look at somebody like um, Alec and Patrick, they have a history of working in some really top-notch kitchens all over the country. Um, and then you've got people who sort of got their start by happenstance. And one of my when I was interviewing Evie, I, I wrote the piece for the magazine. And one of the things that you told me was you basically you you worked it at Subway mm-hmm. and then found a job through a friend at a at a resort in Lake of the Ozarks yeah. and they Thanks didn't actually hire there. you. <laughs> yeah. They, you didn't mean to get hired. They they I didn't mean to hire had you. To say, you know, I'm I'm in it. Like this is what I want to do. <laughs> if if I if you see me crying, I'll leave. You don't have to fire me. I promise. I'll prove you wrong. And then from there, this is where the connections mm-hmm. in St. Louis. It's like that chef knows this chef. Like, hey, go learn here for a little bit. And that it's really helping each other out. There, no one just pushes you out of the kitchen and is like, good luck. They want you to keep learning and you know connect you with other chef friends. And that's how I got where. I am at Pasteria. Um, very thankful for that. It seems to me uh, that the people in your line of work move around a lot. They don't necessarily stay at one place for a particularly long period of time. Is it my right in that observation or not? I think it depends on the restaurant and how much room there is to grow there. Um, sometimes you're at, like an older school restaurant. You have your executive chef and that he's going to be there for, you know, 20 years and you can't move much higher than a line cook. So, I mean, take it for what it is, learn as much as you can on the line, but if you can't move up, right. there's no point <laughs> of staying. <laughs> well, Brian, what is life like in the kitchen? I've heard that the chefs can be uh, a pretty dominant sort in uh, in, in some of yeah. these kitchens. Uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, I've, I haven't worked in too many crazy kitchens, you know, like a lot of the people, but... The ones I have worked in, I've been pretty fortunate to work under some really great people that that have in the past, you know, worked under French people. But they were like, hey, this time is over. I don't want to have to, uh, you know, yell at somebody to get something done. I'm going to treat you with respect and, you know, and I ex- expect that back basically. And, uh, you know, so I try to run it like that because I, I don't want to be yelled at and I don't think people should be yelled at. I don't think people have fun. I want people to have fun in the kitchen. I want them to – 
you know, strive and if you're just being bogged down. It's one thing if you're just purposely doing it, you don't care, and it's like, okay, I'm going to butcher this fish and it's crap. I don't care. You know, repetition of that, it's like, well, I'm going to have to say something. Yeah, that definitely uh, shows in the product if you're not happy working. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, like, I'll speak when it needs to be, but at the same time, I want people to be able to experiment and grow and have – ideas behind what they do rather than okay this is exactly how i want it to be every single time of course there are things that have to be that way but i want everybody to be able to have some fun and not feel so like restricted i want people to listen to music a little bit you know but at the same time i want there to be loyalty like i said and if you're gonna work i want to say maybe a year i've always had chefs tell me work for me at least a year like it i worked at dressels before publico and i wasn't there 100 percent a year i was like two months off but, you know, I kind of was like, you know, this is happening. I really hope that you'll like what I'm doing. Like, I'm not trying to screw you over. I feel like I've done really great things here, learned a lot. So, um, yeah, it, it just depends, you know. And maybe that's just how some people run it. But for me personally, I don't want to run a kitchen that way Evie, unless your... I got to that point. But I hope <laughs> I'd never be that point. Evie, what's your take on that? Um, I definitely like to manage with hospitality to the employee. Um, my favorite part about work is going in and having my – team or my, you know, which is basically family for how much we are there. And I think, yeah, the happier that people are at work, the harder that they work for you, the better their food is. Um, We also like to train the people below us to be better than yourself, um, I believe is important because you can learn a lot from people underneath you. Um, Yeah. I think there's definitely a stereotype of that Gordon Ramsay screaming mm-hmm. chef throwing pans. Like, and and at one time, I think it probably leaned more that way. I think it's definitely over. Right? Yeah, we're not <laughs> cooking for kings anymore. We're right. not going to die. <laughs> Increasingly, the the more I talk to chefs, and especially up and comers, like ones to watch the younger crew, they find they get a lot more out of you. Get a lot more out of your team if you're nice and you work with them and you oh, motivate man, them yeah. positively <laughs> rather than screaming at them. And I think that definitely shows. I, I get the impression with what Brian was saying about breads and, uh, you know, the things you can mm-hmm. do and, and mess around with, that this uh, this group probably is is curious and interested in exploring new things. Is that Absolutely. your impression? Absolutely. I think that's that's a key component of being a one to watch every year is, you know, Eric Taroni, who's at Truffles Butchery right now, he was interested in, it's, this sounds creepy, but he was interested in butchering when he was a kid. He wanted to learn how to break down a chicken. He worked with his brother at an American place when he was 17 years old. His brother, incidentally, was also a one to watch, Chris Taroni. Um, you know, and, and that became his, his passion and his curiosity. And I think that's something that everybody who's who's a one to watch and really a creative professional in general is is that's really cool. How do I do that? How do I recreate that dish in my kitchen or how do I put my spin on that? Um, and that's what what makes this so fun. It makes this industry so mm-hmm. fun. Evan, what kind of advice would you have? You're you're not an old lady by any stretch of the imagination. You're <laughs> quite young to me. But what sort of advice do you have to people who are coming up behind you and uh, who want to get into this trade? I would definitely say confidence. Um, I came in, I've never been trained really by anybody. I've always learned on the job. Um, And since I didn't go to school, but I never really let that hold me back when I was working next to people, you know, that knew all the fancy words and methods. Um, Ask a ton of questions, you know, from the people under you, people over you, front of the house, back of the house, and and take in everything you can from every situation. Confidence goes a long way because if I were to be not, you know, pretend like, oh, you know, I I don't actually know what I'm doing and, you know, 
I don't think I could be where I am today because you just kind of have to go for it. Um, people aren't as judgmental as you think they're going to be. Um, they just want someone that's going to try hard. If you're a good worker, we, you can be taught mostly anything in the kitchen. So, All right. What, what would you add to that in terms of advice? Yeah, I mean, definitely confidence. Uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, oh, is this good enough? You know, what? You know, I'm always constantly judging what I do pretty hard, and uh, so you got to have that for sure. You should ask a lot of questions. Um, uh, you definitely got to have passion. Like, if you come in here thinking, oh, I'm going to be an executive chef and be on TV after I go to culinary school, that's not it. <laughs> Unless your parents are super rich and they give you whatever you want, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's it's one of those jobs where you got to kind of earn it. Like some, most people go to school and then they get a super awesome job making a ridiculous amount of money with little to no experience. Like for us, it's like you can go to school and even not go to school, you still have to earn it. Uh, so, yeah, in, you know, with confidence, definitely got to have the passion, got to have the strive. You got to constantly want to learn and better yourself and, in my opinion, share your, your ideas and opinions because if you keep it all locked to yourself, I feel like that's kind of – you know, fun for anybody. Sounds You're not exactly learning. Perfect. Yeah. This is my secret, not yours. <laughs> We've just got one minute left. I'll ask each of you, Evie, uh, where do you want to be five years from now? Oh, I think you're just going to have to keep watching me. I'm Right <laughs> now I'm playing it kind of by ear and taking the next opportunity as it comes, and I'm super happy where I am now, so we'll see. Okay. Brian? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I uh, – I always have different ideas of what I may want to do, and that always changes. But uh, in the long run, I just want to be in a kitchen with people that care, good environment, good quality food, and just try to better everybody in the food society. And, and Catherine, just a few seconds, a final thought from you? Uh, you know, we're just really excited to see where all our ones to watch end up. And um, if the past is any indication, we're going to expect great things from these guys. All right. I want to thank you all for being with us. Catherine Claney, great to see you again, of course. And Evie Svoboda. Yeah. Svoboda. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Congratulations once again to you and Brian you. Russo. Our congratulations to you as well. You so Keep much. up the good work. Thanks, Don. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org. It's a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.